1: And Good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike Douglas here, along with Elaine Harlan, our producer and co-host, and of course our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl uh, Al Ramsey with us as well. And a uh, great opportunity uh, tonight, uh, or this afternoon, yes. a little, little later, I can't get used to not earlier. being at the 5 o'clock thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the, this afternoon uh, we'll be talking about a great resource uh in our area and uh, by the way a special welcome to you uh joining us internationally. Mm-hmm. Uh we had uh, a new listener from Paris logging in as well. It's just Paris. absolutely uh, wow. amazing. So good to have you uh, with us here in the Lighthouse Live family. Before we go on let's check in with our weekly update from Voice of the Martyrs.
2: What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus friend? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a new way for Jesus Freaks to look at the scars of persecution. An accident in an underground mine in the Soviet Gulag had left a prisoner with a severe hunchback. Years later, a boy stood staring at the bent and deformed man and finally asked, Mr., what do you have on your back? A hunchback, the man replied. The child smiled and said, no, God is love. That is not a hunchback. It is a box below your shoulders, hiding angels' wings. One day the box will open, and you will fly to heaven. The child's words are true for all Christians. We must remember that any scars we carry from persecution, from insults, beatings, or worse, will one day be erased in our new heavenly bodies.
1: For more from the Voice of the Martyrs,
3: go online to persecution.com.
0: All right, and we're back with you on Lighthouse Live, and so glad to be wherever you may be listening. Time to take a quick look at the Lindahan list from the Volunteer Center of the United Way, where the Delta Blood Bank not only wants your blood. But they want you to volunteer as well <laughs> <laughs> you like it when they want your uh, food, you? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Maybe you can serve it, refreshments and visit with donors uh, following their blood donation and yours. Uh, people friendly volunteers are needed to make blood donors feel comfortable. After they take your blood and appreciate it before <laughs> leaving the blood bank. I say this because I know it's time you know, for they, me to they go. They do and, a good job they of that,
1: too You know, they really after, they, after they take your blood and you're kind of sitting there feeling anemic. They're just, re- <laughs> just really nice people, you know. <laughs> Would you like some orange juice? I was kind of thinking a chocolate the, shake, yes, but you know, whatever you can. Have. They offer cookies. Were you trying to go somewhere I with was that? And we oh, okay, eventually. I derailed you. I'm But sorry.
0: you know, they do. They need friendly, uh, people-friendly volunteers to make people feel comfortable after you go in and do the blood thing. But you can choose to help out at the office or uh, one of the mobile uh, collection sites located in the Stanislaus, uh, San Joaquin, or the Calaveras counties. Training is provided, and volunteers are certified. Uh, flexible. Uh, Volunteer three-and-a-half-hour shifts are available Monday through uh, Saturday, depending on the site that you choose. The Delta Blood Bank is a not-for-profit blood center uh, that provides all of the blood and blood components for patients in 18 hospitals in Central California. A very good uh, service that they provide there. Faith Logistics. This uh, is where you can give recently released inmates a chance at a new life by teaching them job skills. This is a wonderful opportunity for experienced drivers Uh, who are needed to teach previously incarcerated individuals to drive trucks for a living. Uh, Classes are conducted in a four-week session uh, totaling 120 hours and are flexible uh, to meet the volunteer instructor's schedule. Uh, Training is provided. Volunteers must be at least 18 years of age. You must possess a Class A California driver's license and provide a DMV printout. Uh, Retired (laughs) Mr. Al says darn. Uh, Retired truck drivers are especially encouraged to volunteer. Faith Logistics uh, provides a free commercial truck driving school for recently released inmates designed to prepare participants to pass the test required for the California Motor Vehicles driver's license and provides a one-year paid driver uh, internship to build valuable uh, on-the-job experience. And I just think this is a really neat program. So that might be something... You always wanted to learn how to drive, and some people drive a truck. That you do know how to drive. I like driving that excavator. You know, down that's, there. this is just really a cool opportunity, and so. Uh, this is something that you might want to consider. The Stanislaus Special Olympics, another great uh, opportunity for you to volunteer. Share your love of softball by coaching individuals with developmental uh, developmental disabilities. Volunteers are needed to coach and assist coaches in training athletes uh, to play softball and compete in a regional tournament uh, to be held in Sacramento and that happens in August. Practices are held Thursdays at 6pm at John F. Kennedy School. Training is also provided. Volunteer need to pass a background check on this. Stanislaw Special Olympics provides year-round sports training and athletic competition in a variety of Olympic-type sports by helping individuals with developmental uh, disabilities and continuing uh, opportunities to develop physical fitness. Uh, You can demonstrate courage, experience joy, and just participate in sharing of gifts, skills, and friendship with their families. This is just a great, great thing, worthwhile thing for you to get involved with Special Olympics athletes, and the community. I want you to call Barbara Borba. Uh, she's at 209-524-1307, extension 113, or email bborba at uastan.org. Or you can always call us at 209-544-9571. We need your ACs and fans that you want to donate.
1: Big time oh, right Oh, right
0: now while the temperatures are heating up. The ones that are in good working condition, of course, again, that's 209-544-9571, the number to call. And uh, that's very, very important right now. So uh, just appreciate your, uh, your help on that. We have four very special guests. Actually, make that three. One of them I uh, had to cancel because of illness today. Three very special guests I'll be joining a guest us. If you, you can be a guest and a participant the as well. We'll allow you that for sure. Uh, special time uh, for the broadcast this week, a little bit early. But as always, we appreciate you tuning in today. Ron Gilbert, who is director of the mental health services uh, in Stanislaus and Merced counties of Turning Point. Community Programs. I want to welcome Ron Gilbert as well as Elisa Duke and Melissa Asen. Welcome to all three of you thank for joining great us. Great to have you with us. us. At a little bit earlier hour this week, but that's okay. I want to give you a big warm welcome here to White House Live. And uh, I want to thank you for what you're doing here in the community. Ron, why don't you start us off and tell us what Turning Point is all about.
4: Turning Point Community Programs has been around, oh, 30 years or more now. I think we're in our 31st year. So we provide services for adults with psychiatric disabilities. There's a lot of different types of programs, but here in Stanislaus County, we have an intensive outpatient program. We have a on-site peer support and warm line, which is peers and families helping uh, consumers of mental health system. And we have the um, Consumer and Family Employment and Empowerment Center and the Employment Services Program. So all of that is here in Stanislaus County. So... Things are going great. I imagine under the best of conditions, as
1: you try to navigate any type of uh, service system, there are uh, great challenges involved. I would imagine part of uh, the advantage of Turning Point is the knowledge of systems and how to to help people navigate through those. Let's talk a little bit more in detail about how those work and, and how you help folks through those systems.
4: Sure. I think that's probably one of the biggest struggles. If I'm a consumer or a family member that's trying to navigate through the system, it can be very difficult. It's a very large, um, large system to navigate. So the programs that we have serve as gateways, connections, resources to try to educate people as to the different programs, how to have access to, who the key contact people would be, and phone numbers so they'll know how to get to that door and get the services they need. How have you? Uh, how,
1: how do you access, folks? I mean, people just know about you, or how, how do you get in touch with those who need your services the most?
4: Turning Point Community Programs is a contract provider with Stanislaus Behavioral Health and Recovery Services, so we're a contract provider. As there are several other in this county, um, how people get in touch with us? Well, it depends upon what program it is. Like today, we're going to be talking in particular about the Empowerment Center, so folks can actually walk straight in. A friend can refer, a church can refer. A pastor can refer, a police officer can refer, but at any rate, uh, the door is pretty broad about how to get into that program. But no. generally, different programs throughout the mental health system know about the empowerment center and how to get access.
0: Awesome. Now, Ron, how do people uh, pay for this type of, of service and program? Can they? Can anyone qualify, or um, what if they need financial assistance?
4: Is that... well, that's an easy one because there is no cost. Okay. So. The qualifications to get through that door, you can be a guest, you can come in and visit, but those folks who will hopefully join us for membership to the Empowerment Center, and again, the technical name is the Consumer and Family Employment and Empowerment Center, but we refer to it as the Empowerment Center due to the oxygen it takes to say that name. At any rate, um, so you can come in and visit us. Folks who are a part of membership are individuals who are a consumer to the mental health system, have a psychiatric disability, or a family member, a loved one, or somebody who has that disability.
0: So do they, like, take a test, or um, is there a process they go to, through to see if they... Sure. Qualify? what What's, uh, what's very the simple. rundown?
4: Very How simple. It's they a they self-report. Know. We'll take yeah. some information, just some general demographics, about what someone is willing to share. It doesn't get too personal. And if there's some things on there that people don't want to share, that's fine. We accept very limited information so to it's get through it's that all door. Confidential. all confidential. Nobody has to
0: worry that their information is going to be shared with... That's right, Elaine. Right. Okay. Well, that's, and then the age group, again, is...
4: Um, that program is scheduled for 18 and above. We will have events that have family members there and children, but generally the folks that are coming through the door are 18 years of age and older.
0: Now, turning point in Stanislaw County, do you serve children here or is it adults in this area that you you serve
4: we have children's services in Sacramento County and then growing, but in Stanislaus, at this date, it's for adults.
0: So you're in Merced as well, is that correct? Yes. Right? yes, we're in
4: Merced okay. County. And that program in Merced known as CARE, Community Assistance Recovery Enterprise. Um, but the, the acronym CARE is for adults 18 years of age and older.
0: Some of the programs that you have available, because I'm interested in knowing how the lives you see change.
4: Boy, there's so many stories to tell, and I don't want to give up someone's uh, anonymity. But you don't have, to you know, give the, names the thing in particular. Yeah. Well, the thing in particular is just no empowerment without employment. Employment is such a big deal to individuals who may be having a disability or multiple disabilities to be a part of the community, to give back to the community, to be a part of a working team. I think we have many stories about that. Or just individuals, whatever the accomplishment may. It may be uh, obtaining their ID, getting a library card. Getting their first job, um, having a paycheck, it depends upon what the milestone is for individuals, but there's a lot of things to celebrate
1: in that in that area of employment and uh, you know that's that's a big thing for everybody you know uh, we deal with a lot of folks especially coming out of homelessness you know who have never had a job right. and but but being able to to pay your way and, as you said, contribute, is just just a a, a huge thing. Um, Do you work with employers in being able to create those opportunities? Uh, What what type of work do you have to do uh, to plow that particular field?
4: In one of our programs, the Employment Services Program, that's a program where the infrastructure is set up with job coaches, job specialists, and people who will go out to the community and and meet with potential employers, perhaps like yourselves, uh, and find out what your needs are. Often we won't be talking about disabilities, you know, a person may have a disability, but that isn't actually what we're selling. We're selling um, an employment service with people because mm-hmm. we're not treating disabilities. We're treating people, helping right. people.
0: Some of the disabilities that they come to Turning Point with, some of them include, I mean, as of kind of a wide range, everything from, what, anger management to full-blown what? Can you be specific and, and kind of?
4: As far as what people you know, they're just like all of us at the table. They'll have general stressors when life gets tough. Some folks get terribly sad. Some folks get terribly alone or lonely. Some people may have difficulty um hearing or seeing things that aren't there just by the nature of uh genetics and what came to them along the way. But uh all struggle with many common stressors that all of us do. So there's nothing that stands out in particular but you know, very common situations to life that a lot of us have, except that a lot of folks with uh, a mental illness or a psychiatric disability often don't have the luxury of the amenities that all of us get a chance to enjoy, which is one of the things that we support and root for.
0: So basically, it's people we see probably every day.
4: Exactly, they're in our congregations, that are in our in our employer groups. Yes, uh, they're in the bank. Often you can't pick someone out of a crowd.
0: Grocery stores. Grocery stores, you bet. You know the gas stations. That's it. we're all paying way too much right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so these people need jobs. They need to function. And so that's what Turning Point exists for—to help these people to do these things. Is that's that right. Okay. Yeah.
1: Ron, Ron, what, what, what drew you to Turning Point? I, I mean, in, any time that uh, I see someone kind of light up and. You watch your eyes and, and obviously you love what you do. What, yeah. what drew you to Turning Point? What, uh, what is it inside of you that said, wow, well, you know, the, 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 this is what I'm called to do?
4: Gosh, that calling probably came early in life, so I'll make the story short. That's uh, all right. Go ahead. <laughs> but my family worked in the field for psychiatric services. They worked at Minnesota State Hospital, mother, wow. brother, and sister. Wow. And then when my sister was killed and I was about 12, my father became a patient, and he was in the state hospital, mm-hmm. the same hospital where my mother worked. So I had a chance to visit, uh, first of all, when my mother entertained the troops out there and, and was a psychiatric technician, mm-hmm. and then I would go and visit my father at an early age. And it was later, after I was working blue collar work, enjoying Portcliff overhead crane. My friend said, "You should come and work with people." Best thing I could have done in my life was to work with people. It's a, yeah, it's a blessing. It's a privilege to work with folks with psychiatric disabilities. Absolutely, a lot
1: of a lot of stigma oh. attached to, to mental illness, and and you know what? <laughs> Many times is on the pastoral side. As as we've met with people, we've suggested that. You know, they they take treatment. They uh, investigate some solutions, and and there's always that that stigma that that's fighting them. And, and I often told them, hey, you know, you break your arm, uh, you got a problem, and uh, you need to go get some help for it. And and the same thing, you know, if the serotonin levels aren't quite right, or <laughs> the dopamine levels aren't quite right, we we just need to find a solution here. Uh, it sounds like Turning Point makes it very very easy. And very very comfortable looking at your uh, at your core, core values here, uh, to get assistance, to be uh, to be affirmed, and to help find the solutions that uh, that you're looking for.
4: Yeah, well put. Yeah. We've got a lot invested in, in understanding people and being with people, in a way that uh, maintains their pride and their dignity, and full respect.
1: I'm I'm intrigued by the name of this uh, program, the Consumer and Family Employment and Empowerment yes. Center. Let's yes. talk about that. Who wants
0: to address
5: that? Um, I guess I can do that. Elisa Duke, yes. Yes, uh, My name is Elisa Duke. I'm the Activities Coordinator at the Empowerment Center, and I'll probably continue calling it that for the sake of breath. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We provide a lot of services, and something I was thinking about while you were just speaking with Ron is how easy it is to get services. We try to be extremely Mm. user-friendly. You know, a lot of times people are so used to the large system, Mm. they're used to somebody saying, you know, you need to do this, you need to take your medication, you see a psychiatrist, you need to, you need to, you need to. to." Somebody's always telling them what they need to do. And we sort of employ a a different approach, which is when you walk through the door, it's what can we do for you? You tell me what you need. Um, Because our stand is whatever it takes. That's Turning Point's official motto. And uh, we recognize that something that works for person A may not work for person B. Mm. So um, that's something that I really appreciate about working at the Empowerment Center.
1: And take us through kind of a a daily wrap of what you do. Get really specific with us.
5: About what I do or about what what, we do? What what
1: do you do as a center? (laughs) How are you helping people throughout the day?
5: Um, Well, when you first walk through the door, you'll be greeted by the receptionist. And um, housed within the grounds of the Employment Center are the Warm Line, which is a non-crisis peer support line that's open 24 hours a day that you can call into. Um, and also the employment services that Ron was just speaking about that employ benefits counseling. Some people um, are afraid to work. I was just going to talk about that briefly. Some mm-hmm. people are afraid to work sure. because they're afraid that, you know, I'm going to lose my disability, I'm going to lose my Social Security, and if I get a regular job, and I'm paying all my own bills, and I have a psychiatric emergency, and I end up in the hospital or somewhere else. God forbid that should happen, but if it does, then I lose all my health benefits and mm. my job, and have to start all mm. over again. Mm. So benefits counseling will um, tell people if if you want to keep your um, disability income, you can work up to a certain cap. Um, but we also apply, provide um, volunteer opportunities and also career exploration. Oh, huh. So we have on-site catering, janitorial staff, uh, landscaping and office staff. And I think we're starting to delve into some new areas also.
1: Now you talk about career exploration. Uh, Mm -hmm. Are these opportunities on site to do those kinds of things? Or what what, what are we talking about?
5: Um, Melissa can correct me if I'm wrong,
0: but uh, those are both on and off site. Melissa's shaking her head. Yeah, she's saying yes. yes. Melissa. <laughs> they're, both, they're both on site. Aysen is the ad, administrative uh, assistant. assistant, and uh, did you want to add to that? Yeah, also? they're both
3: on. My name's Melissa <laughs> Um I, I'm the admin assistant for the Employment Empowerment Center. Um, they're both on site as well as... Um, we most of them that we hire through are for the EEC. Mm-hmm. That's short for the Employment Empowerment Center. I like to <laughs> short, short acronyms. Okay, that. Um, I'm used to saying that. Um, and we, we've hired so many people for gardening. Um, I'm hiring people for Warm Line. I'm hiring people. For, I do all the hiring. So I'm hiring for Warm Line. I'm hiring for gardening. We're hiring for volunteers over there at the EEM Empowerment Center. We're just opening up a branch for all kinds of hiring. Right now. How many
0: people would you say you have at turning point altogether?
5: Um our membership is the, at three hundred and thirty five. Wow. Right oh my,
0: it mm-hmm. is big.
5: Yeah, and um we're trying to grow. That's part of my job description. Um I I head up outreach and um trying to network and connect with other agencies and organizations that um could benefit from the services that we provide and they're all at no charge. Um, so uh, so to hit back on what we were talking about, when you walk through the door, you get greeted by a receptionist. We have those other two programs in-house. And um, we're just around the corner from where Ron works at um, ISA, which he can talk about. Uh, when it strikes him. You no, know, as an ex-government dude, I'm loving all these acronyms here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we, we live on the
5: acronyms because. No, it's, anyway, um, we have a computer lab with three computers. We do computer classes. We oh, help good. people with resume yes. skills, job skills, life skills. Um, we offer peer support recovery um, groups at least three days a week. We're starting a wellness group, which will touch on exercise and nutrition. We're going to start uh, walking like a walking group. So we're going to walk around a park that's right behind our facility. Um, We have game days. We have movie days. We have monthly outings uh, that are social and educational, Um, career development and education. Like I said, the question is not what you need to do. The question is what can we do for you. Mm. If it's possible for us to provide a service, we do it.
1: Ron, you were talking a few moments ago about the fact that your dad, was taking advantage of of services, and of course you were a family member okay. uh, what what types of um, stresses and strains are there on family members that uh, that you help meet and, and that uh, you you uh, help guide them through sure well back in
4: the 60s, late 60s, that's when it was happening for us. It was quite difficult because we didn't know what the resources were as far as availability to us. Mm -hmm. Here in this county, there's a lot of resources available. There's also NAMI, National Association for Mental Illness, Mm -hmm. so that family members, loved ones can participate, learn about certain conditions, uh, symptoms, and how to be uh, supportive, how to help themselves. Sometimes you'll be talking with family members who are uh, struggling at best and understandably so. And you'll want to find out are they taking care of themselves? Are you eating? Are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. Are you doing what you need to do that's to get through important, the day? Isn't Significant, it? Oh you bet. So, there's there so, going to be uh, a
1: tremendous amount of stress, and, you know, physically and, and emotionally, there. And of course, when uh, the, the person who is supporting or caregiving burns out, we, we have a problem, don't
4: we? That's right. Yeah. yeah, I think everybody needs a little respite now and then, but family members who are struggling, trying to do what makes the best sense to them, even try to work harder at it may not be the answer. Yeah. Uh, working smarter, using resources, uh, taking care of your own emotions, getting your own rest, and finding out from other people what are, what is he or she doing that's working best for them as a family member, learning from other people, and being supported by others.
1: Well, there's great value, isn't it, you yeah, know, getting you around other people who have gone through it or are going through it. You bet. And uh, I, suppose, I, I suppose that provides a lot of peace and, and comfort as well as uh, information for the
4: future. Right? Yeah, you bet. Knowing that you're not alone in what you're going through, that sense of unitality is a big deal. Yeah.
1: Now, yeah. you mentioned that, you know, your family going through it in, in, in the 60s. Yeah. I would imagine going back a couple of decades, uh, we, we've seen a turnaround in our approaches uh to mental illness and, and uh you know take fifty years ago it was a probably a strikingly different uh attitude by society and and the helps were hard to find, weren't they?
4: Yeah, there's still a lot of stigma and disc- discrimination that a lot of us are trying to make a major difference in this community, but it was quite different back uh in the sixties. Yeah. You know, the issue was you didn't take your medication, why didn't you take your medication? Yeah. <laughs> You've taken it wise versus people have the right not to take their medication just like I have the right not to take mine. It's that view and many others that are beginning to change. And, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of fears are being diminished, ignorance being diminished, but we still have a lot of work to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very interesting, uh, uh, at least as you were, you were talking about the fact that um, people may have to worry about altering their benefit structure. And that's something that I had had never thought of, you know, but uh, there, there are probably a lot of hidden landmines like that, that that you can help people with that they may be uh, totally unaware of.
5: Right, and um, something that really um, it, there are so many landmines. If you if you don't have a mental illness or don't have a family member with a mental illness, sometimes they're kind of hard to perceive. Mm. Because my world is not like that. I don't have a mental illness, and I'm I know that I have friends that do, but I don't have any family members. And when I say mental illness, that's everything from you know you know what people think of as a simplistic um, anxiety disorder or depression. Um, I, that's not in my family and I don't have that diagnosis either. Um, so a big part of my job and I think all of our jobs is helping, uh, allowing the people that we serve to teach us. Um, and I actually, I, this, I was reading the Bible earlier today and I have a verse sure Go ahead. if share I could, with us, Yes, um, and, this, and this is Paul talking, um, he says, I plead with you, brothers, become like me, for I became like you. As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. Even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. Wow. And, um, and that's something that I really try to take with me to work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. For instance, it, uh, line mines I didn't even think of, you know, uh, when people are ready to go for their job interview, they've acquired all the life skills, stress oh management skills, anger. Ma- they have all the skills they need to be able to function, to function yes. and, and give back, but they don't have any clothes. Yeah. All right. yeah. So then you go to a closed bank and another closed bank and another closed bank to get one outfit mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. interview. Mm-hmm. But then when you go to work, you need five
0: because yeah. you don't want to wear the same thing every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there's, a, they face a lot of challenges. And God has, Obviously, given you the compassion to do the job that you've been hired for, did you hire her as well, Melissa? No, <laughs> <You> then. <all did. laughs> <laughs> and Ron, you know, and we were talking to Melissa before the we went on the air as well. And Melissa, you were sharing some of the struggles that you have had, and how working at Turning Point has helped. And some other areas of your life has helped as well to turn things in your life mm-hmm. in a personal way around. Do you want to share with sure. us uh, a little bit about sure. that as well? My
3: name's Melissa. I keep on saying that. I'm used to saying it It's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I just spoke earlier at SRC, and I'm just loving it. Um, um, you know, I came to Turning Point as working in the warm lane. Um, back in February, I worked the Warm Line, which is a non-peer support crisis hotline. It gave back something to me. I have a mental illness. Um, I'm bipolar and schizophrenic. Um, so it takes a lot out of me. I'm also an um, alcohol and drug in recovery. So it takes a lot out of me some days. Some days are good, some days are bad, but I keep a cheerful face on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started working there at the Warm Line back in February, and Noel hired me, and Ron did, and, um, you know, I love working the warm line. It gives me, it gives pleasure back to working with people, giving people back, helping people. Um, that's my passion of helping people. You know, the warm line, you give referrals, references, um, just somebody needs somebody to shoulder to cry on, um, just that extra, you know, that extra shoulder to cry on need of helping somebody. And then, um, within three months after that, um, I got promoted to the ISA department, um, which um, is downtown office, and I started doing all the billing and the charting and medical records tech, and then within three months after that, they hired me to be um, the Wells administrative assistant, and so that's where I'm at today. Um, I'm the administrative assistant for the Employment Empowerment Center.
1: We mentioned uh, the the warm line a couple of times now. Tell us a little bit more about now this is a twenty four twenty four seven right?
3: peer support hotline it's twenty four hours a okay. twenty four hour twenty four seven day pro twenty four hours a day
1: that's, That's why you crazy. ought to hear me when I get tangled. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of fun. Yeah. 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 Elaine runs <laughs> out of the studio. It's I know. Go ahead. Uh, and, um, <laughs> You're doing it's, great.
3: It's a really great stepping stone. It helped me out so much. Um, basically, it's a um, non-crisis peer support hotline. We deal a lot with suicidal crisis hotline. Um, it's just we deal a lot with peer support. People who um, are having trouble, struggling with um, anxiety issues, depression. Um, we're not counselors. We're there to listen to you, talk to somebody just to talk to. Mm-hmm. I know with me being an A and an A, I tell people if you can't get a hold of your sponsor, call the warm line. It's a good place to talk to somebody, get um hold of somebody so you don't go out there and use. Right. Um, you know, if you're just having a bad day, you can't get a hold of your just get hold of, just a friend, a friendly voice. I know I have repeated callers who call there constantly, just wanting to talk to me, just just a friendly voice, somebody who can't get out of bed, who just has, who who has anxiety a lot. I know the other day I was on the phone talking to the um, uh, a same caller who has anxiety issues and she just wanted to do some breathing techniques over the phone. Mm. And I sat there on the phone for 20 minutes and was on the phone doing breathing techniques, and the clinician looked at me like I was some sort of <laughs> worried, worried, but I was like huffing and puffing. <laughs> but that was just, but it calmed her down. She, cool. And some of these people just need somebody to listen to. Sure. You know, and that's what we're here for. And we're right underneath on the phone book, if you look, underneath 1-800-SUICIDE. And... We're right there, and we're right there to listen to people and to hear people talk. And it's very – I love the job.
1: What what is that number? Do do you
3: have
0: that number? 558-4600. Right on. That's That's 209. 209. (laughs) 209, 209-558-4600. Very good. And that's 24 hours a day? 24 hours a a day. And is someone always there to answer?
3: Anyone's always there. You just ask for the warm link.
0: They're not gonna, then they will get a warm body, right? They will get a warm body. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you obviously have a heart for that, Melissa, and and it's wonderful how God has gifted you uh, to do that. That's 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 awesome. Well, we are visiting with some wonderful friends from Turning Point, and we're seeing this week how lives are being changed through the help and advocacy of Turning Point Uh, and we'll be back with more right after a great song about the change God's doing and a song by Sanctus Real this is called Whatever You're Doing on Lighthouse Live It's time for
2: healing Time to move on It's time to fix what's been broken too long Time to make right what has been wrong It's time to find my way to where I belong There's a wave that's crashing over me And all I can do is surrender Whatever you're doing To surrender to what I can't see, but I'm giving it to something heavenly. Time for a milestone. Time to begin. Thing out that I wanted to say for so many.
0: Real and whatever you're doing, something heavenly on Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and our friends from Turning Point Ron Gilbert, Elisa Duke, and Melissa Ason isn't that great? I tell you what, a great song and great friends here today, and we're so glad to have you with us. And some great things that Turning Point is doing, changing lives and helping people in the community, advocacy for mental health. Ron Gilbert, we love the programs that are happening at Turning Point. You are helping lots of people. Your calendars are full. You just came off of a great day for Father's Day, a special day. It didn't happen quite on Father's Day, but a little bit afterwards. Tell us a little bit about that.
4: That was a great celebration. We have activities that occur at the Empowerment Center there at 800 Cynic, but that particular event had a guest speaker whose name was Jack Paper.
0: Yes, I know Jack.
4: Do you know Jack? I do. just great energy, very authentic, very genuine guy. And so we had different guests. I think we had about 30 folks there. Mm-hmm. Had That's a nice right. luncheon of roast beef sandwiches, macaroni salad, and chips, and a soft drink of no cost, but come and be our guest. And Jack gave a message, a message about hope, about being a leader in the family, about Representing about believing in yourself a great message. I can't Summarize it in the way that he put it out, but it was a it was a great experience for everybody had a lot of great feedback didn't we?
5: Yes, we did we actually got uh several thank-you letters from the members who came and the day after um, I was not at work But the program director who is my boss Noel Silva. She's not with us today um, She got a lot of feedback and all of it was very positive positive. Um, and I think the way Jack phrased it was something like you become what you believe Mm. And um, with all the stigma and losses um, that are associated with mental health diagnoses, um, that was a very significant and important message to hear.
0: It's very important that they have hope because, you know, a lot of them come in, I'm sure, with low self-esteem or, you know, a lot of the same things that a lot of other people walk around with or, you know, whatever, and they need to have that hope.
1: Question about contacting uh, Turning Point, Ron. Let's say uh, someone just is uh, recognizing the fact that uh, they don't have a whole lot of energy, they prefer to go to bed rather than to socialize, uh, they, they just uh, uh, have uh, kind of a, a, a dire outlook on life, and they're undiagnosed. Uh, is Turning Point a place that they can turn? And just say, "Hi, hey, I'm just kind of having..." I 'm just not feeling right about things, uh, and they call maybe the warm line, or they call your your main number here what uh, what What can you do for someone who's undiagnosed who's just saying man i I'm just not feeling right'
4: the best thing to do if somebody is not diagnosed or so they haven't seen someone, but yet they're just feeling down or feeling anxious or whatever the circumstance may be, probably the best contact would be the warm line at 209-558-4600 because the warm line staff there, and these are non-crisis uh, calls that we're talking about. Somebody in the crisis would be um, lined up with a clinician, but they can get that number. It's a um, an assessment number that they can get an appointment, see Mm -hmm. someone, and actually receive some services about what's the linkage going to be, where will they best be served, Mm -hmm. how will they best be treated, things of that nature, treated Mm -hmm. as far as treatment goes. And then the other programs, such as the Empowerment Center that we've been talking about, folks can come there without um, any particular background. They can come and be our guest. Hmm. The membership in particular is for individuals who are receiving services within the mental health system at behavioral health and recovery services. How, um, how have
1: you seen your life change as you've been part of Turning Point and you've seen people come and go through the system? How has that impacted you, uh, you
4: personally through the years? Well, I tell you, it, it, every day is a day of grace, uh, no yes. doubt. I mean, mm-hmm. we are blessed yeah. and often can take for granted the amenities and some of the, the things that we have around us, mm-hmm. who we have in our lives, mm-hmm. where we're at regardless of what the struggles are, and just appreciate what people are going through out in this world. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it can easily be forgotten the struggles of other people. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Some of the opportunities, Ron, Alyssa, and uh, Melissa, um, for uh, employment. I want to know more about the CART program. I know we have BART in the Bay Area, <laughs> but here we have CART. What is CART and who's that for? And When BART gonna...
1: breaks down, they put you in the CART. They put the you in no. the CART, maybe. No, that's a different <laughs> okay. one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tell us about CART. 60, 60. Uh, um, we
5: don't wear white suits. Actually, <laughs> no? it, uh, it might interest you to know that when you can't see us on the radio, but uh, we'll we're, just get a little closer to the jeans. microphone and they can, uh, <laughs> we're, we're wearing jeans and um, and casual clothing because we like to be approachable. So you yes. don't you don't probably won't see us in suits at work unless there's a really important reason that I can't fathom right now.
1: Well, except for funerals, you don't see us in suits either. So <laughs> <Yeah. is that? laughs> um we just like to be
5: approachable. Um, We we like to be accessible to people. Uh, CART stands for Community Activities and Rehabilitation Transportation.
0: Very good. um,
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yay. And um, CART is a program where you can – it's provided, again, for people who are within the mental health system or who have been, um, as well as their family members. And I I really like to promote that and push that fact um, because a lot of times the reason people are in the mental health system is because of their family members saying you need to you know, see a doctor, you need to get some help, you need to whatever. And um, we provide services not just for people who have a diagnosis but also for their families and I think that's extremely important. I don't think that could be um, overestimated um, and how important that can be. Um, the CART program provides transportation and um, it, it's provided at no cost. It's not to replace the bus system Um, But so for that reason, it's for um, things you might go to that are related to um, the mental illness. So you're going to a peer support group, counseling appointments, Mm -hmm. um, going to get medications, things of that nature. Support groups. Support groups. Doctor's appointments. Doctor's appointments. um, Any kind of event. Um, We just like to really make sure we're reaching our target audience. And is it done in
0: a bus or a van or a car? It's, (laughs) It's in a van. And a van, yeah, okay.
5: it, it's a new van. It's a exciting. new van, <laughs> air conditioning right now, air conditioning How it has cool a radio. Is that radio Yes, um, and and if people like this number, they have to make their reservation 24 hours in advance. So, All if right. you need somewhere to be on Thursday, you need to call on Wednesday to make sure you That's have good to a know. seat. Okay, and the number for that is 209 238 9436, extension uh, 1020.
0: Okay, you want to repeat that again? Sure, 209
5: 238. 9436 extension 1020 and this is the cart system and it mm-hmm. again stands for community activities and rehabilitation transportation
0: and who's driving the cart
5: uh th- that changes daily
1: the cart driver
5: the-
0: exactly <laughs> not pastor
5: that's mike that's what i get
1: paid the big bucks around here for and, and just just to uh, uh go over that again you have to be part uh enrolled in the system or uh, be re, uh, you have to be receiving benefits in order to take advantage yeah. of that. Is you that don't correct? necessarily
5: have to be receiving them from Turning Point, right? Okay. But you you just need to be in the mental health system. So
1: obviously there there's some discussion uh, that needs to take place. Uh, some triage just to make sure yes. that the mm-hmm. person qualifies for that. Right. The cart runs
0: Monday through Friday, not weekends. How about holidays? Um, you know,
5: I don't. I'm not sure. Well, I think you're, like, you're the, putting the, the horse best. before the cart yeah, there. And on I,
1: <laughs> thing yeah, to do is there's... to
5: call. It runs from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. Monday through Friday. Okay. Oh, and it says uh, except holidays. Oh, so. okay. So there, there we go. There go. And is that uh, for Stanislaw
1: mm-hmm. County, mm-hmm. Yeah, specifically, Stanislaus right? County? That's from Stanislaus County okay. only. Okay, great.
0: Right. We've well, got some excellent programs running there and your calendar is full. You have some upcoming things on your calendar just to let our listeners know what kinds of things can we be looking for.
5: Um, well, we have a peer support group um, that I host. Oh, sorry, I lost my calendar. Let me pull that out. Here we go. Um, And that's every Monday from 10.30 to 11.30. Um, There are also peer support groups on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, We have games every Wednesday. So sometimes it's bingo, sometimes it's board games, card games, group games like Pictionary. It's different every week. Um, And we have movies every Friday. And um, starting in July, I will be putting the movie listing out so you know what movie you'll be seeing when you show up. I thought that might be helpful. Um, and then we also have, um, uh, in July, on the, the 4th will be closed, but on July 3rd, we are having a barbecue for our members. So if people want to come, they need to come sign up and become a member. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing a barbecue and also games and a 4th of July movie, and that will be from noon to 2.30 on the 3rd. And then um, ar- near the end of July, I don't believe we have a date set yet, but it will probably be um, the 4th Wednesday is what we're looking at right now, but... To be announced, Um, we're going to be doing a 4th of July related outing. So we're going to be going to the McHenry Mansion and Museum Mm -hmm. here in Modesto and probably having a picnic lunch in a park.
0: Very good. And you'll
5: have to sign up to go with that.
4: Just a a couple of things that we're going to add on. We've been talking about We want to see it kind of unfold here is putting together a talent contest so the folks can get silly, have a, uh, a good time She's sharing their talent with us I
5: can't get out of it with now with a <laughs> guest speaker. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's right. So that'll be fun and draw a big crowd and we'll probably bring uh, some more salsa lessons back when it cools off and Ron is a salsa dancer. My oh. wife and I do the that's salsa yeah, right. you you know right. is that.
0: Yeah. We're with turning point on Lighthouse Life and we'll be back with more right after this.
1: Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap, we connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22, 39, to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involved serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community and in that moment God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen and as I saw the setup of the database I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation it helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says I'll do a lot of the groundwork, and we'll discover the needs and then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. ABC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department.
0: Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others.
1: AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. ABC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. Well, it works. And I, I, I believe that as in our companies, as being uh, formerly a businessman in, in, in Stanislaus County and, and uh, other counties in the state as is, is, is well, that uh, our companies were only as, as successful as our weakest link. And I believe that to be the same case in our communities and in our cities, that we can only be as much as we're going to be based upon the capacity and the ability of others to participate at an increased level and quality of of life.
0: You know, some of us can donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that
2: these strangers were interested in me and what I needed
4: in my life.
1: we ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves.
0: Thank you. And
1: we're back with
0: you <laughs> at Lighthouse Live, <laughs> Pastor Mike, Elaine, and yeah, our... Just kidding,
1: right? Yeah, it's a good blood. thing they don't know what we talk about during <laughs> those Just giving you know, blood here. Songs, <laughs> giving. Yeah.
0: Just kidding.
1: You know, the last time I... I <laughs> Ron was talking about something. He last time I gave blood... You know, it, it
5: took now it's them, public.
1: They, they they jabbed me six times before they found a vein. That's and scary, and then, isn't it? And then it's about a minute into it, and he's going... Oh, there's nothing coming out, and he goes <laughs> and starts, you know, jamming this thing. You get in there. the nice bruise. was uh, a, yeah. was oh, a weird. Yeah. That was a weird one, I, th- I think. But anyway, back <laughs> to more blood. pleasant <laughs> topics, and, <Let's laughs> and, about and Turning Point. <laughs> uh, Alyssa, what about what about you? How how has uh, working for Turning Point uh, um, enriched your life? What uh, what has it meant to you over the time that you have been there?
5: Um, really, well, it, as I was explaining before, and I, I talk about this maybe too much, but it really, I, I have a profound sense of having a different perspective than most of the people that I serve, mm-hmm. um, which th- they tell me, you know, because they're gracious is beneficial. Um, but a lot of times I think that, you know, quote unquote, normal people,
0: um, what's that?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, people who don't have a mental health diagnosis. Um, or a mental illness of any kind, it, or don't know about it yet. Um, we don't. We people don't ta- take. People don't teach us um, st- about stress management or anger mm-hmm. management. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't teach us life skills. I mean, you, you don't get that stuff until you're an executive. You know, they send you off on the retreat in the mountains or whatever they do up there. Um, and so, conversely, I think sometimes they manage their lives better when they are um, active in their recovery and and working that process. I think sometimes that, um, they have a leg up on me and, um, but honestly, I'm inspired. Hmm. It's when you go to work and you meet somebody who's homeless and ask you to help them find some clothes for a job interview. And I mean, just to see somebody's face when they will be like, last week I was homeless. This week I have a job. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is this real? Is this really going on? Mm -hmm. Um, and to really and to just be present for people um, and things that I just I can't imagine what it's like to go through what they go through, but to be there with them while they're doing it.
0: Absolutely.
5: that um, touches something very deep inside of me mm-hmm. because, um, you know, the things that, that they have to learn about to to cope with what they're dealing with um, forgiveness, grace, being an advocate, asking for support, asking for help. Those are things that I do, too. I Mm -hmm. I have to live with forgiveness also. I have to ask for grace also. And my hope is that, you know, as I'm giving, um, one day when I need something, somebody will be there to give to me. You know, now that I have a voice and I can speak out and be an advocate for people with mental health, one day when I don't have a voice, somebody will speak out for me. Mm
1: -hmm. Awesome.
0: Awesome. And Melissa, did you want to add to what it's given you and and just share maybe with someone who may be listening, because as we said, we have listeners everywhere who may be sitting at home and, and needs, they they may have a, a need for a program such as Turning Point. Yeah,
3: and this program's given me my life back, actually. I mm-hmm. um, wasn't homeless, but um, I hit my rock bottom, and um, this program's got me my life together. Um, it made me, it got me a job, got me my family, got me my whole my whole life together, mm-hmm. like it's complete. Mm-hmm. It's not like missing pieces anymore. I have a job, I have my serenity, I have my freedom. And um, I wrote an article actually in the newsletter mm-hmm. that we have for MHSA, and telling how much this program's meant to me. And it went out last two months mu- ago? Two, two months ago? About. About two months ago, What it, what it meant to me. Mm. It was an MHSA newsletter, the program. It, it just touch It has touched me so much um, since I've been here. I've been here almost two years, and it's just. It's I couldn't say enough bad thing. I couldn't say anything bad thing about Turning Point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay.
1: Well, we talked about the warm line, the telephone number. There, how do people just generally find out about Turning Point and and get their questions answered?
4: Well, we do have a web page. Let me mention that. It's yes. www. T is in Tom, P is in Paul, C is in Cat, P is in Paul, tpcp.org. That's www.tpcp.org. So there's a lot of information in there in the different counties that we're in, an overview of what we do, our philosophy, some core values, things of that nature.
0: Ron, very quickly, I know that you have a place for volunteers. I'd like to hear about that. I want yeah. our volunteers to hear about this.
4: Sure. A lot of the volunteers, we utilize uh, United Way. But volunteers can come to us at the Empowerment Center in particular, or the Warm Line, and uh, provide a very valuable service in serving the community and being available to other people by simply listening, attending to people, then sharing any self-disclosure, something about their own lives that's relevant to what the caller is making, Mm. and then give the floor back to the caller. So there's a lot of contributions that volunteers can make, and those two programs in particular. That sounds
1: like a part of that training is uh, becoming a good listener. Right? You bet. Mm-hmm. That's so <laughs> probably the most important part. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And and we aren't we don't often do that well. And I imagine a lot of people are having struggles are are longing for someone to listen and uh, to be able to talk to without uh, being judged and uh, without being interrupted in a, in a very safe environment. Once again, friends, the website for the Turning Point: www.t PCP.org. I'm going to do that like five times real fast. I could really get it. Go messed ahead. Up we could that. have fun with that. i got to do, do that. It. www.tpcp.org. Again, that number for the warm line is 209-558-4600. That's 209-558-4600.
0: Ron Gilbert, Elisa Duke, and Melissa Asen, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Turning point. What a blessed organization. God bless you all. Thank you for being with us today. And thank you, dear friend, for listening wherever you may happen to be. Join us next week. We'll have a very special 4th of July program for you. May God continue to bless you as you reach out and bless your neighbors.